Hi, friends. Welcome back to With Great People, the podcast for high-performance teams. I'm Richard Kasparevsky. In this episode, I talk with Joshua Karevsky, CEO of Industrial Logic, one of the oldest and most well-respected agile consultancies in the world. Joshua is the author of the award-winning book, Refactoring Two Patterns, and the creator and steward of the modern agile movement, which is helping people and organizations benefit from a principles-based approach to agility. Joshua tells us the origin story of Industrial Logic, a two-person team developing the website for MTV back in the mid-90s, and how this experience propelled him to leading a global team of experts. To support this podcast, visit my website, kasparowski.com. We're here with Joshua Karievsky. Hey, Joshua, how's it going? Oh, real good, real good. Well, glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me, Richard. Yeah, you got it. Uh, will you introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, I'm Joshua Karievsky. Uh, I run a company called Industrial Logic. Um, I'm a author and speaker and practitioner of Agile and Lean. I created something called Modern Agile recently. Well, I'm the author of Refactoring to Patterns from many years ago, and I'm a parent and a dog owner, two dogs, and I live out in California. All right, cool. So this is the podcast about teams, the best teams that people have been on in their lives and how to get more of that for our, for our listeners. As you look back in your life, what's the best team that you've ever been part of in your life? You know, of course, it's a tough question because I've been on lots of different teams in different contexts. You know, if I look back at some of the biggest highlights of my career, there's two that really stand out. One is winning a gig with MTV in the early history of industrial logic. So we're talking about 1996 uh -huh. and winning a bid to basically write uh, MTV.com in Java back wow. in 1996. And so we won that bid. We did the work. It went live. Millions of people used it. We won a, an award for our work and it was incredible. Absolutely incredible. Very early days of Java in the browser, for example, and these days no one does really applet, applets anymore. Yeah, geez, way back um, in 1996. That's that's back when Java was new. There, there was no legacy Java. Yeah, so that's right. That's right. We had uh, so Netscape 2 was the first browser with uh, with Java in it, uh -huh. and um, quickly uh, Internet Explorer came out, came along with some Java in it as well. So IE3. Uh -huh. And um, yeah, we I paired up with um, another fellow named Kevin Pritchard and a couple of other friends. Kevin and I did most of the work. Uh, I involved a few other friends for some supplementary little things. But for the most part, it was a small team. It was, it was the two of us teamed up with some folks at MTV. And um, that was um, just an unbelievable time and you know accomplishment. The other one was building up our e-learning software for... Um, we built this e-learning platform and e-learning content and we sold it to Google and many other companies, General Electric, lots of large companies have used it. And it, it also has been a, it was a huge highlight, incredible team uh, working on that. And yeah. Cool. Let's talk about both. We've got, we've got the MTV team, basically two people. We've got the e-learning platform team, team, much larger team. How big was that team? Not much bigger, but I mean, six people or so, six to 10 okay. people. Now, if, if, you, if you took yourself back to one or both of these teams, like if you could go back in time to 1996 or back to when you're doing the e-learning platform and you're working with those people and doing that work together, discovering the new tools, creating things together, what did it feel like to you? And, and could you summarize that in one word? Exciting. Exciting. And, and what about exciting? How could, we, how could we expand on that? 
Well, first of all, I'd, I'd come out of working on Wall Street, which you know you might think was dreadful, but it wasn't at all. It was actually quite interesting. Lots of cool projects there, but a completely different culture than MTV. MTV then it's different; it became more corporate. But back then, there were like kegs of beer in the office, and people playing video games, and it seemed like very few people working. So that's maybe why they 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 got us involved. <laughs> but. Um, it was exciting to work on the proposals because we had to, we actually had to win, win the bid. Yeah. So it took three or four months to win the bid. Uh-huh. And you're talking about, I mean, you know, we, we talk about don't do upfront design, blah, 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 blah. Well, they wanted a very clear design that, that, yeah. that we showed proved that we had the chops to, to pull this off. They wanted to be able to almost ch- change the entire behavior of MTV.com without programming. So we had to invent a little programming language and environment that would let them modify the behavior and look and feel of MTV.com in Java. Right. And this was a very sophisticated ask. Yeah. And we proved to them through our design that, that we had the solution. Mm-hmm. So that was um, wonderful because it basically took every last bit of our creativity we had to draw from our experiences of programming, our experiences with uh, design, especially design patterns, played a huge role in this. Mm-hmm. Um, our experiences just communicating clearly to the customers. So we had to create documents and have meetings. Yeah. And these documents had to be ultra clear about how this design would work. Yeah. And it was just extremely entrepreneurial. I would I would make business cards for my friends on you know, get them printed and you know, we go in and pretend we're a company because it's like 296. I've just started the company. It's like, we didn't have a logo. We didn't actually have a logo at the time. Yeah. In fact, after winning the MTV gig, we ended up getting someone from uh, some graphic artists from MTV to make our logo. Yeah. So our logo was created by MTV art, uh, artists. <laughs> so it was like a super exciting time. It was also uh, extremely instructive to me because it was, it was not easy in the sense that nothing was easy about it. The waiting during the yeah. time of trying to win the proposal was really difficult. Yeah. You know, yeah. at a certain point, they stopped communicating with us during the during the proposal process. This was probably in the third month. And I was like, WTF, WTF, WTF. And all this was at all these meetings that I don't hear from them. And then I, we were considering moving to Seattle or, or California. Um, I was in New York at the time. And I called my buddy, John, in Italy. I said, what do I do, John? I mean, we've been working our tails off on this thing. And suddenly they just go completely quiet on us. And I'm, I'm thinking, just moving. You know, just, we're not going to do this. And he said, well, call them one more time. Just swallow your pride. Call them one more time. So I call them. And I'm like, what's going on? They're like, oh, you won. You got it. You, you did it. You won. I'm like, oh, great. Thanks for telling us, finally. And so that, that began a series of several intensive months of um, programming. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. So yeah. the, the team that was the birth of your company, Industrial Logic. And, well, and- yeah, I started the company by myself, but but some months later, went to a party, met this guy from MTV who yep. said, hey, we might need you sometime. And then just several months after that, he called me into his office, had a meeting. He said, you want to put a bid in for this? And then I brought in some friends for that. So, yeah. It's really cool. And I, I connect with the story in a, in a lot of different ways. One, one way is that you're starting up a small company. I'm running my own little boutique consulting company over here. 
Also, 10 years later, I was working for a tiny company around Boston building mobile phone apps and full stack front end to back end applications. And MTV was one of our best customers. Oh, that's great. So we, we built something like the, the first streaming video mobile phone app in the US. And I think it was for South Park, which, which was an MTV property. Oh, yeah. That's really neat. Yeah. Yeah. This was a, it was a very interesting time because so many things were changing. With mm-hmm. technology, so much, uh, you know, real incredible stuff happening on the internet. It was all very new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it, it was very exciting. Cool. All right. So when you look back at this time, this team winning the bid for MTV.com, it's exciting. That's the one word to summarize it. And a lot more goes into that, that feeling of exciting. Do you have any, any sorts of metrics at all for how we could call this the best team? We've got this sort of subjective sense, subjectively, how is it the best team? And, and then is there anything objective that we could say, this was definitely the best team of your life? Objectively, like certainly it put us on the map. Suddenly we were industrial logic being an unknown company. People were finding us. Like, Who built this thing? And, and yeah. one guy found me and said, hey, IBM's interested in working with you, which did lead to a contract with IBM back then. You know, so it was objectively, we did end up, I mean, for example, we milked that thing for years. I had source code from that project that I ended up uh, using for other, we owned the code, by the way. Our, our yeah. lawyer made it super clear. We own the code. In fact, what we did was very smart. We obfuscated the code. My very first internet purchase, I was a little worried. Here I am plunking my credit card <laughs> down for, a, for an obfuscator. It was called Crema. And these were written by this genius guy in Eastern Europe. And uh, it would obfuscate your Java or deobfuscate it. Yeah. We did both. So we bought the obfuscator <laughs> and it worked well because I think, I think point, we were using the same thing 10 years later for mobile Java apps to make them small. Right. Yes. And, and that was another thing we learned on this project because we we're still dealing with modems back then. Yeah. So we had to make the Java as small as possible. And that meant at times doing things that were not very object oriented. Right. Believe it or not, polymorphism was led to a bigger download. So in certain respects, it was very polymorphic, but in certain areas, we we deferred to like if-else statements. Uh If-else, else, else else statements rather than polymorphism because it literally had a major impact on the size of the zip downloadable. There was a a cab and there was a whatever. It was was (laughs) anything to make it faster for people we went with. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and, and and ten years after that, on mobile phones, it's before iPhones. Same thing. Mobile phone data speeds were the same as modems in 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 1996. Yeah. Right. So you really, yeah, they they've always been concerned. So that that's an amazing thing. And objectively, like I, I don't like in terms of how much money we made from that, it was a tiny tiny amount of money. I, mean, I didn't I didn't know how to negotiate. Yep. We, <laughs> we 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 made barely anything, but it it certainly we made a lot in terms of our reputation. And, yeah. uh, and having war stories and taking even the code and reusing it. So there was a lot of wonderful outcomes from that. And what were some of the so some of the specific things you did together, uh, this approximately two-person team, you and Kevin, trying to win this bid? What were some of the things I mean, that, that went into the success of the team? We meet a lot. We meet play nice places like Central Park and uh, do, do work on the proposal. We would constantly be uh, working together on, on documents. And then, of course, programming... We, we collaborated quite a bit on programming, and um, we also did some solo work and merge our results. So we did some, some divide and conquer as well, mm-hmm. just to, because we could. Um, we did speak the same language. I mean, we, we, we really, Kevin had been in my design pattern study group in New York City, 
Oh, cool. Which was a, a weekly group that met to study design patterns. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's how I got to know him. And so in terms of our ability to communicate, it was very, he also worked at Bankers Trust where I, where I had been working and I had tapped him to, to help me on this project because I knew his capabilities. But we spoke similar language. And so we could, we could communicate very rapidly with each other. We worked together a lot. And so it was excellent collaboration. And we both worked quickly and with high quality. Mm-hmm. So that just led to wonderful results and you know bug fixing situations and stuff like that. It was not easy because you literally, things would work in Netscape 3, but they wouldn't work in Netscape 3.01. Literally, Netscape would have put out the browser with a bug in it that broke mtv.com. So here you have mtv.com live. We went live, I think in November or December of, of 1996. And suddenly with 3.01, Netscape, it was breaking. And we're like panicked, you know? And so we actually had to further screw up the design, you know, <laughs> make the design even worse to get around their bug right. and have a live version that worked. Right. Meanwhile, the, the original code that worked for 3.0 worked in Netscape 4.0 beta. So we had crazy panic moments like that. You know, there was a lot of craziness. It wasn't like nine to five. Yeah. Uh, yet it was, um, it was just a glorious achievement. I mean, when it went live and millions of people were using it, it was just like, wow, this is just phenomenal. Yeah. Another word you used was entrepreneurial. And, and I get that yeah. spirit from like, just when things go wrong, you just take care of it right away, doing whatever it takes, like, like you're talking That's about. That's right. Yeah, and and back then, you know, it was like the early days of my company. I barely knew what I was doing, but in terms of being a business person, and yet it was like, okay, let's let's make this customer super happy, mm-hmm. and you know, we were so focused on that. Um, I remember going in for one demo in their office, and they they like they're like, this is incredible, guys, and this is just an amazing thing you've done. It looks like you haven't slept for many hours like that. <laughs> um, we, we had been up late getting that, <laughs> getting that demo uh, working perfectly. And so yep. it pushed us hard. It really pushed us hard. It, it's funny when people talk about sustainable pace. I mean, I was in my 20s and, and I had tons of energy and very few commitments. And that was fine for me. It yeah. was perfectly fine. I, I didn't need a nine to five situation there. I was gung ho to, to get this thing going. And um, it was just, yeah, it, it challenged every fiber of my being to make this thing work. And, and that, that was, I, I like that. Yeah. And then, so awesome team, you and Kevin winning this bid, doing this awesome work for MTV, keeping it up and running in the face of web browser innovation, web browser upgrades, breaking the code on you. If you were to take a new team today and give them advice, how to repeat some of that magic from this MTV bid winning team. What advice would you give a, a new team today to, to, to get into that state of best team again on purpose? First of all, like what I'm really proud of is that MTV said, this has to look perfect on every browser. It has to look exactly the same on every browser. So we threw out things like the abstract winning toolkit, which was not good. So we, we came up with our own custom approach to making it work and look exactly the same on every browser. So that was, um, so technically, we knew what to throw out. So in other words, if I were to advise another team, I'd be like, you know, I think picking technologies is really important. Picking what to use and what not to use is super important. Okay. Um, and it takes some maturity there to know what is a good technology to build on and what isn't. Because right. it can make or break a project. Going back to mobile, I mean, I remember we did a mobile project seven or eight years ago using the 
one of these toolkits that allows you to, to write it in such a way that it was called phone kit, phone gap. Yeah, like yeah that. I remember it. And uh, it, it didn't really out, it didn't really live up to its marketing hype. Yeah. So it was a disaster. It was, it was done. I mean, it wasn't a disaster we delivered, but it was just horrendously difficult. Yeah. So um, first of all, it's great to work with people you know really well and you speak yeah. the same language and you're physically co-located. Or at least we, Kevin and I were in different parts of New York City. So we, you know, it's a pain in the neck sometimes to get, <laughs> get places in New York City. So like you might as we well be did. in different countries if you're at opposite sides of New York. Yeah. So we would we would call each other on the phone and, and collaborate that way. And, and other times we meet in person. Yeah. Um, so there was a mixture of both. Mm-hmm. Um, but really it was that we knew each other. We spoke a similar language and very similar value systems in there. Uh, so we were both completely gung-ho for this and just charged up to do this. So, you know, it was just alignment, incredible alignment. And we didn't, we didn't do any like chartering, formal chartering, like, you know, what yeah. are we trying to achieve together? It was just, it became clear through the proposal process mm. what exactly we were going for. It was super clear. There was no debating what we're delivering to MTV. So in some sense, we were very aligned because we had built the proposal over many months. Yeah. So great alignment is important. Working with people you where you speak the same language, being extremely knowledgeable about the technology. So you, you're ending up choosing technologies that allow you to move quickly. All that played a major factor. So that's why I would advise teams to, to, to look for that. Also, very small team. I didn't mention there's a couple other people. We had one fellow helping with some Perl or Python. I think it might have been Perl. It might have been Python. I don't remember, but it was something for the news feed, MTV's news feed that just worked beautifully. He was able to help with that. And um, it was great having some collaborators who played a more secondary role, but were, were able to do it and come through for us. So it was really, and that was a really definitely a marquee client, a marquee project. The company became well-known because of this. You get other clients from it. And, and the four things you mentioned, alignment, you're speaking the same ne- language as each other, knowledgeable about the technology, what to use, what not to use. And it was a, it was a really small team. Yes, we respected each other's abilities. You know, we, you know there was, so there was mutual respect there. There was no kind of hierarchy situation, even though I was the person that kind of um, initially got all the things started with MTV. I, I was very much like, collaborating collaborating on this and um you know i could even say collaborating with my lawyer was a big deal on this one this was my father's roommate from college who's a very good <laughs> lawyer and that lawyer stanley futterman he was excellent i can't begin to say because he he made such a great agreement with mtv that gave them access to our object code and not our source code uh they weren't paying enough to get access to source code <laughs> But he he was really brilliant in helping us uh, craft that. So, so he was part of the team, you know, and yeah, and that that was important that we had we had a good lawyer to cover us. Yeah, oh, that's a good one too. Your lawyer was part of your team. Oh yeah, he was a very trustworthy lawyer because he's my father's roommate from college, very uh, family yeah. friend, and um, yeah. an excellent lawyer. So you know, I mean, yeah. I remember paying him fairly large amounts of money, and I was like, yeah, no, it's worth it. Yeah. Um, so that was a level of safety that, um, mm-hmm. and of course, he was giving us a family discount. So probably, to me back then, it was a lot of money, but now I mean nothing. Really, part of what he was charging, uh, but but you know that was important for uh, yeah. for this effort, so we didn't get ripped off. Cool. Any any other advice or anything else for listeners? I would just say 
developing relationships with people with whom you can really work well and do some amazing things. And that's, that's really important. I'd gotten to know Kevin by working with him at Bankers Trust and also with him being part of my design pattern study group. We studied patterns together, all kinds of patterns, not just design patterns. And that built a relationship over time. I mean, we'd meet for the study group, then we'd all have dinner together. That close relationship enabled us to end up working together in a way that, that was very, very valuable. It wasn't like a bunch of strangers coming together. So, so I think that's important is finding colleagues that you have close connections with and, and can do some amazing things with that. That was helpful. All right. And if listeners want to get in touch with you, is there a way they can do that? Yeah. Um, you know, it's I'm all over LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, it's at sign Joshua Kariowski. That's usually the best way to get in touch with me. You know, they can direct message me or, or send me a message on LinkedIn. All right. Cool. Joshua Kariowski, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Richard. It was a pleasure talking to you and reminiscing about this, uh, this best team. So thank you. Hi, friends. Thanks for listening. And remember, to support this podcast, sign up for my newsletter at kasparowski.com.